last thing we're discussing was a Mahloket Rav and Shmuel in regards to someone admitting that he did something wrong, that he would have to pay a fine, and then witnesses came. According to Rav, he's Patur, according to Shmuel, he's Hayab. Rav HaMenuna explained Rav that that admission only works to exempt him only if witnesses weren't coming. And it only works if he is obligating himself to pay at least principal, but if he's just exempting himself to pay, to pay let's say, the times four times five, then we don't take into account his admission. He would still have to pay times four times five. And we proved the Mishnah and the Braita like that. The Gemara went into that Braita, which I was showed a machloka between Rabbanan and Sumchos, and how to interpret that. And with that, we're going to start Ayn Vav Amud Aleph, first line in. By the two dots where it says Ganav vehikdish vehakach tavach umachar. If someone stole something, the original owner had yush, meaning he despaired. He figured he's never going to get it back. Then the uh, then the thief uh, slaughtered it or sold it. He do, he does not have to pay times four times five. And uh, she explains that this sugya is going according to Yohanan, who holds that we're talking about a situation where. The, there was Yush, and then the thief was was Makdishet, and then he uh, he slaughtered it or sold it, and not according to Resh Lakish, who said the original owner was Makdishet. Here we're talking about here we're talking about that the thief was Makdishet, and the Gemara asks the question: I understand why not to obligate him in regards to the slaughtering because when he's slaughtering, he's slaughtering what belongs to the Hikdesh, doesn't and does not belong to the original owner. He gave up on it. Ela a hekdesh the hayev, but the hekdesh itself he should be hayev when he was makdishet. Meaning, hekdesh is like selling it. So the same when you sell it, you have to pay times four times five. Same thing when you're makdishet, you have to pay times four times five. Mali mecharol leidiot, mali mecharol lashamayim. What's the difference if he sells it to the to the regular person or he sells it to the shamayim? Meaning, at the end of the day, it left his possession. He should have to pay times four times five. So the Gemara explains how many who's the Amishnah like Rabbi Shimoni the Amar Kadashim Shehayav Haruyutan Bereshute Demare Kaime. This is Rabbi Shimon who holds that Kadashim that one is obligated to replace if anything happens to them. A person is vowed he's going to give this sheep as a korban. If something happens to the sheep, he still has to give another sheep. So therefore, it's still in the owner's hands. Meaning, once you stole it, since you're causing him. To, to have to waste money on another korban, it's like you hurt him with money, and therefore, yeah, you have to pay him. The Gemara has a problem. Hamid the Sefer Rabbi Shimon of it, but Sefer is Rabbi Shimon. It says Rabbi Shimon Omer. That means Resha love Rabbi Shimon. The, the first part is not Rabbi Shimon. Ela hacha b'mayaskin. Rather, you have to say, what are we dealing with here? Bekadashim kalim low level korbanot. Ve'alibad Rabbi Yosegeli. It goes according to Rabbi Yosegeli. De'amar kadashim kalim amon be'alim hu b'shuteh kaime. You have to say it's like Rabbi Yosegeli who said that low level kadashim they really belong to the owner and it's in his possession. And when you stole his low level korban, then you actually stole money from him, and now you have to pay him the money. But the Gemara asks about Kadashim, Kadashim, high level uh, Kadashim, Ola, Hatat, Mai. According to what you're saying, what's the halacha? According to everyone, that belongs to Hashem. Meshadim Tashlume Hamisha. You want to say that you, you have uh, times four, times five? Well, then Adatane Resha Ganavetavah Vehakah Hikidish, Meshadim Tashlume Abaava Hamisha. Then if the Resha 
is talking about a person uh, stealing and slaughtering and then Makdish and paying times four times five. And that's because the animals still belong to the original owner. And it sounds like the only way possible, if the Shaita was before the Hekdish, then wait a second. The Mishnah should explain better. When do you say that he has to pay times four times five? There has to be a shahita before the Hekdesh because that because you're not really moving it from one possession to the other. But when it comes to high level Kadashim, when you're Makdish it, even before the Shahita, you're moving it from one possession to the other, from this person to Hashem, and you would have to pay times four, times five. It'd be like selling. So now, because of that tough question, you have to say there's no difference between high-level Kadashim and low-level Kadashim. In both the Minat Hayav times four times five on the Hekdesh, it's not like selling with Kashyalach. And your question was, Mali And you said, what's the difference between selling it to another person or selling it to Kadosh Baruch Hu? Meaning, at the end of the day, it's leaving this person's possession. I can always explain. When you sell it to a person, it used to be Reuven's ox, now it's Shimon's ox. Mecharol HaShemayim, when you did a Hekdesh, you sold it, so to speak, to, her, to, the, to the heavens. Me'ikara Torah de Reuven, Vashta Torah de Reuven. It started off Reuven's cow, it ends off Reuven's cow. It's just you have to give it as a korban. And that's why it's not really considered a sale. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon said, that if it is, if these are animals, it's kadashim shayavaharyutam. If he is responsible to pay for them, then that's like taking actual money from him, and you have to pay times four times five. If you're not responsible for them, then you're patur from paying the times four times five. And the gemara asks a question: Amre nehi the sabar bishimon. Since Rabbi Shimon holds mali mecharol lehediot mali mecharol shamaim. What's the difference if you sell it to Shammai, meaning you're Makdishit, or you sell it to someone else? What's the difference? It doesn't make a difference. Since he has that concept, really, really, Rabbi Shimon should hold it differently. That Kadashim Shehayav Baharayutan Patur, that if the the thief was Makdish, uh, something to a level where he is responsible after it, let's say he said, Hare Allah, the Allah is on me, he should be Patur from paying four and five. The because it never left his possession since he's still responsible for it still in his possession and kadashim and if he was makdish an animal uh, let's say he said harezola this is an ola meaning uh, he's not responsible if anything happens to it then hayav he should have to pay times 4 times 5 because it left his possession so Amre, the Gemara explains, Rabbi Shimon When Rabbi Shimon said that Mali Mecharol Lahidiot, Mali Mecharol Shamaim, what's the difference who he sold it to? Uh, he really was talking about something totally else. This is what he was trying to say: that Enagonev Achar Haganav Mishlem Tashlomei Arba'av Hamisha. If a th- when the Mishnah said a thief that, uh, who stole from another thief does not have to pay times four times five because the pasuk says Vegunav Mibeta Ish. 
you stole it from the person's house, not from the thief's house. Same thing if someone stole a hekdesh from the owner's house, patur, he should not have to pay. My tama, what's the reason? Because same idea, because you stole it from the person's house and not from the hekdesh's house. And over here, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kadashim Shehayav Beharuyutan, if the owner was Makdish something and they're responsible for it and the thief stole it, then Hayav, yes, then the thief has to pay times four times five. My Tama, what's the reason? Because Karina Be, Vigurav Mi Betaish. Because that's called stealing from the owner's house. Vesheno Hayav Beharuyutan, and if the owner doesn't have to pay for the, doesn't have to give another Korban, then Patur, then if the thief uh, was Makdish it or he got rid sold it, whatever it was, he doesn't have to pay times four times five, the lo karin an bevegunav mi betaish, because he didn't steal it from the owner's house. So now the Gemara asks a question, Mikhdi, we heard that according to Rabbi Shimon, a shahita that's not befitting to be eaten is not considered a shahita. If he did it in a pasul way or if an animal came out taref, he doesn't have to pay the times four times five. Then if that's the case, Kadashim Nami, in regards to Kadashim, say, say when he slaughtered it, he didn't slaughter it properly, it should not be considered a good shahita, and therefore he should not have to pay times four times five. Meaning, when this person slaughtered it outside the Beit HaMikdash area, Tosfot explains he did something wrong, but has nothing to do with our case. And in regards to our case, since you made it not edible, in regards to the halachot of times four times five, you should be patur. So, what are we talking about in the Mishnah? We're talking about a situation where you're slaughtering perfectly okay animals, they're completely healthy, and you're slaughtering it inside the Beit HaMikdash area for the owner. And since everything is okay, then yeah, you have to pay times four, times five, according to Rabbi Shimon. So the Gemara says, When you're doing it for the owner, that it's as if you're you're giving back the the principal, you're giving back the animal to the owner, meaning you're doing it for him. Now he, you're doing his obligation for him. So then, what's the problem? Why should you be hayav at all? It's like returning a, a stolen object. So Amar beats Hakbar Abin We're talking about a situation where the blood was spilled on the floor after the shechita, and now the whole thing was done incorrectly. And therefore, it's not as if you return the stolen object back to the owner. Therefore, you have to pay times four times five on the slaughtering. Now, Kiatara bin Amara Biohanan, he explained the Mishnah is talking about, you're slaughtering normal animals, completely healthy animals inside, but not for the owner. So, meaning you did everything properly. It's a shahita that counts, except it didn't go back for the owner. And the owner would have to give another korban. Now, Veresh Lakish, Amarash Lakish brings a third answer. Uh, he explains that the Mishnah is talking about Beshohet Baale Mumin Bahot. He's slaughtering animals that were maimed. They, they, they got hurt, they got wounded, and he's slaughtering it outside the Beit Hamikdash area. And that's okay to do since it was wounded, and therefore it's considered a kosher shahita. So now, Taheba Rabbi Al Azar. Rabbi Lazar had a question on the way Rabbi Yohanan Lakish explained the Mishnah. Rabbi Yohanan, according to Rabbi Yohanan, according to Rav Dimi's Perush, who said that Rabbi Shimon is talking about uh, slaughtering uh, complete animals inside and the blood spilled, the question is, 
shechita materet is the shechita is what makes the animal edible. Vahalo zerika materet. Didn't we say that throwing the blood is what makes the animal, uh, the korban, edible? And if the blood wasn't thrown, then it's a korban that's a pasul, and therefore it's not a shechita that would make the animal edible. And also the resh lakish, the question is shechita materet. He, Rish like he said that uh, we're talking about an animal that ha- that was wounded and they slaughtered it outside. Well, the shechita is not what makes it edible. It's redeeming the animal that it makes it edible. The redeeming makes it mutar. And when you slaughtered it, the animal still was not redeemed. And you're not allowed to eat it and still kadosh. And therefore, it's a shechita. It's a shechita that does not make the animal edible. So the Gemara pushes Rabbi Lazar away, and Ishtemitete had Rabbi Shimon. Uh, I guess Rabbi Lazar forget, or he never learned what Rabbi Shimon said. That Kol Haomed Lizrok is Arukdame. Anything that is going that is going to be thrown, it's as if it was thrown. Any blood that is supposed to be thrown, it's as if it was already thrown. The Chola Omed Lipadot Kepadu Dame. And anything that is going to be redeemed, meaning it's on its way to be redeemed, it's in the process, it's as if it's already redeemed. And therefore, in both these cases, since the Shahita was uh, being done uh, so the Zerika can happen, therefore the Shahita was a uh, was a kosher Shahita, was a Shahita Reuya. Same thing, since the animal was going to be redeemed, therefore the Shahita was uh, was kasher. And the Gemara brings proof, uh, how do we know that Rabbi Shimon holds Kola Omed that the Tanya we learned in a Brayta, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Yesh notar shehum metameh tumat ochalim, v'yesh notar sheeno metameh tumat ochalim. There is notar, food that was left overnight, korbanot that was left overnight, you're not allowed to eat it the next day. So sometimes they're tameh like food, and sometimes they're not tameh like food. Ketzad, what are we talking about? Lan lifnezerika, if the animal stayed overnight before the blood was thrown, is not tameh food because it was it never became kosher to be eaten. Once the blood was thrown, it becomes kosher to be eaten. So anything before that, therefore, it was never food, and therefore it does not become tameh. But if they threw the blood, then they left it overnight. Then metameh now becomes uh, you're allowed to give it on the mizbeach, and now it, it can become tameh as food. And we explain when Rabbi Shimon said before Zerika, what does that mean? Kodem Shenir al Zerika, before it was able to be thrown. Le'ahar Zerika, what's after Zerika? Le'ahar Shenir al Zerika, after it was the time or or it was befitting for it to be uh, for, to have the blood thrown, meaning before or after it became a kosher korban. And the Gemara explains, Kodem Shenir Lan Mahi. So, how would we have a situation where before it was befitting, before its time to be thrown, it, it stayed overnight? What are we talking about? The law of Yashahud Bayom, the Mizraki, we're talking about a situation where, you, where they slaughtered it late in the afternoon. You didn't have enough time to throw the blood. The Shachtes They slaughtered it right before Shiata Hama. And therefore, it, it, it never became uh, edible or it never had a chance to have the blood thrown. Therefore, it's not metame like food. Because it, 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 it was never it got the status of food. 
but if uh, after uh, they had time to throw the havia shahut by Allah Mizrakeh, let's say they had time to throw, so they started at uh, uh, twelve o'clock in the in the noon time, and they had all afternoon to throw the blood and didn't throw the blood, tamim tumato chalin, then. There, there was time for it to, to have the blood thrown, and therefore it is metameh tumah food. It can become tamil like any other food. Alma, what do you understand from this? That Rabbi Shimon holds kol haomed lizrok kezaruk Anything that is on its way or it's in the process of having the blood thrown, it's as if it was already thrown, and it's kosher food. Now there is a Tosfot over here, the big Tosfot, who asks a question that in Holin we understood according to Rabbi Oshaya that Rabbi Shimon holds. That shechitat kodashim is a shechitat that is not a because the shechitat doesn't allow the food to be eaten, rather only after the throwing of the blood. But over here we said anything that is in the process of being thrown, it's as if it was thrown. So Tosfot first answers that Rabbi Oshaya holds that Rabbi Shimon doesn't have this concept of kola omed Also, Another possibility is that Rabbi Oshaya would hold the coin to Rabbi Shimon. You only say kol haomed lehizarek kezarut. I mean, anything that is on the way to be thrown, as if it's thrown, is only once the blood is in the cup. And maybe we're talking about a situation where the blood never got to the cup. Or we can say that Rabbi Oshaya holds that this concept of kol haomed lehizarek is not important enough to make this a shechitaruya. Meaning, it's two different concepts. You're right, anything that is on its way to be thrown is as if it was thrown, but that doesn't make the animal kosher. Now, Rabbeinu Tam explains that Rabbi Yoshaya does have this concept of kol haomed And in Hulin, the Mishnah over there is not Rabbi Shimon. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.